Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produce the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports, and this is Ben and Barry on football. Hello out there. This is Ben Dickerson, your co-host. Just completed the draft last week. I uh, did my mock draft in about three hours, and I'm pretty happy with my results. That mock draft thing, Ben, I'm going to bring that up a little later on. I had some thoughts about that. Um, but it was a wild and woolly draft. <laughs> um, it's some interesting shenanigans and the way people came out, the dress, the jewelry, all of that kind of stuff, you know, um, it, it, it was interesting. Um, when I see like some of the, the, the guys coming out, they got their new contracts, they got jewelry, they dripping ice, you know what I mean? And they're going up to shake the hand of a guy who's got like a regular jacket on and a shirt, but he makes more than any athlete in the NFL per year. And his net worth is somewhere under 300 million net. <laughs> somewhere around there. But he makes sixty-eight million a year <laughs> as Roger Goodell. Don't have a. He might have a ring. He might have something on. But that's about it. It's just there's a stark contrast that I see here, and I even thought about um, our boy Dion because you know when Dion came out, he was flashing. <laughs> Dion was flashing, and I don't know if he'd say. You know, if he would, you know, if he would just understand that, that that's youth, or if he would say, don't do what I did. I don't know that, but I suspect he might say, don't do what I did. So I, I wouldn't suspect that. You wouldn't? No. When, when, if you come out in a regular suit, a really super nice suit, a flashy suit, or come out looking like a goofball. That's all your personal taste and preference and it has nothing to do with your football playing ability. So I could care less and I think he cares less also. Football playing ability. Okay, okay, I understand. Um, but I do think that there's always a life element to, to this situation and that, that's kind of where I'm, I'm going. And you know, that's why I, I kind of was mentioning it because um, something that I was noticing across our young athletes, but I don't want to go there too much. Let's go to Ben and Barry on football on Facebook, because that's where the agenda lies. Ben, it's all types of good stuff on the page. I want to start with, a, uh, with something that's sort of close to your heart there, flag football. So apparently the NFL flag football league um, is, has a link out where if you want to play in that league, you can find the team. So I did put that up, this article up, um, NFL flag tournaments app. Uh, uh, how from, you know, what can you tell us more about this? Uh, no, not really, except for, you know, the little bit that I know about the actual league that's run by the NFL. Uh, I know that they're looking for certain types of players, um, not only players that have flag football uh, 
ability and, and experience, but also players that are actually fundamentally very good football players. And of course, we're talking about skill positions here because there's no actual uh, offensive or defensive lineman in the type of flag football game that they play. So we're talking about quarterbacks, receivers, and D-backs for the most part. Okay, yeah, that's true, that's true. Linemen get left out again, the big boys. <laughs> ben, you know they have the uh, run for the charity um, every year, the 40-yard dash, was it St. Jude's? Run, Rich, Run. Run, Rich, Run. So they had Run, Rich, Run, and one of the people that ran was your boy Robert Griffin. That's what you call him, right? His name's Bobby Griffin. Bobby Griffin. <laughs> well, Bobby Griffin came out and ran a 448 <laughs> for the Run, Rich, Run 40. Great. And now he's getting calls from the NFL. Is he? Yeah. Is he really? This is what the reports are coming in. He's getting some I, I'd, I'd love to know where those reports are coming from. I would too, actually. I would too. We'll have to follow up on that story. But you got to get a man credit running the 448 in retirement. He says he still wants to play. So that, that's what he says. Um, the last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, my beloved 49ers were blessed with the opportunity for that last pick. Pick the quarterback, much less. <laughs> are, you, are you familiar with how much of a celebration goes along with that Mr. Irrelevant title? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the guy has like a parade or something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool, man. You know, and if he makes the squad, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, that, yes, that's true. Who was it last year's guy had had the long hair? Wound up getting a commercial. Got a commercial. I also believe he got a pretty good amount of playing time. I can't remember exactly who he was, but I remember reading an article in reference to him, and uh, from from what I read. Uh, this guy actually got a decent amount of playing time. Really? I don't. He wasn't a starter, but I believe he, he was a linebacker, him. wasn't he? Yeah, I believe he was a linebacker. He got some special teams work in, and from what I surmised, the team that picked him is extremely happy with the guy, and he looks like he may have a nice little career. Wow! Wow! Well, you know, you never have enough quarterbacks. I like to see what this guy looks like. One of the things that came out of this draft, Ben, I, we, I should have the music playing in the background, Sly, it's a family affair. We should have that. It should be hitting that, that, that little beat thing in the back on this right here. Um, but apparently there's a lot of family connections. You got the Edmonds brothers. You got the Watt brothers. You got Khalil and Carlos Davis, the, the Hayward brothers. The, not to mention, let's scroll up just a little bit more. The Cook brothers. <laughs> they, they, now, they don't play on the same 
But they're not on the same squad, are they? I don't think so. I believe the Vikings, I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think the Vikings did take it. That is amazing. That is amazing um, that you have that much. And then I, I just happened to find this, and I saw this. Uh, you know, grandfather of Patriots, Daryl Stingley, you know, um, number three pick. Um, eight, what's that? Matt Elam, Abraham Elam, is, it says dad there. Son, nephew, Kair Elam. So the Elams is getting it in in the NFL. Are you real familiar with these guys? No, but I'm very familiar with uh, Derek Stingley. Well, yeah, obviously I'm familiar with Daryl Stingley. Uh, right. He had the unfortunate end to his career by being paralyzed on the field after hit by Jack Tatum. Uh, but Derek Stingley is a top flight cornerback and should have a long and illustrious career um some of those other guys were pretty high picks even though their older family members may not have been and may not have been really great players but the bloodline goes on you know so if you had a father a grandfather an uncle somebody that actually played in the nfl and you got drafted then you just you're carrying on that bloodline Bloodlines mean a lot in sports, especially to owners and GMs. If you can play, you can play. But if you can play and you got bloodlines, that means something. Hmm. Right. Thank you, dear. Legacy. Carrying on the legacy. Interesting. 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 Um, Bloodlines, so animalistic, so animalistic. All right, Benny, this is your chance to crow, and I have a question. Here we had the grades for all these mock draft experts. Right. Some of these guys revised their mock drafts up to about how many times, would you say? Five or six times. At least five or six times. And some of them revised their mock draft up to the damn near the last second before the draft actually started. At least the day before. <laughs> and as you pointed out, generally they all have research resources, you know, network or whatever media resources that, you know, they're for them. And so, you know, the best out of the group that was listed in this page now, you know, of course, this was only three out of I don't know how many mock drafts because people, everybody's got one. Everybody and their grandmother has a mock draft going on. Um, but the best of them did seven out of 32 teams. Am I correct? You are correct. Peter King, who writes for Sports Illustrated and who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Uh, for his football uh, acumen, uh, his intelligence in reference to the game, his years of being around the game, studying the game, personally talking to players, uh, 
is is unmatched as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and Peter King came up with the seven. So now while we're on this, real quick, let me just say, the grading system kind of went like this. If during the mock draft, they picked the right team taking the exact right player at the exact right pick, they got one point for it. If they picked the player to be picked at a certain pick, pick number four, pick number five, pick number six, but a different team took them, they got a half a point. If they picked the correct player going to the correct team, but at a different point in the draft, say they said this guy's going to go to this team at pick number 23, but the guy actually went and picked number 27, then you got a half a point for that also. So obviously this is with, with all the trading that went, that went on in the first round, and I'm just talking about the first round right now, with all the trading that went on in the first round, it makes this almost an impossible feat to, to, to try to pull off, okay? So, you know, if I say Peter King got a seven and he was the best guy, all right? Uh, and, and in my opinion, is the best guy knowledge-wise, then that tells you how difficult it is when there's 32 teams. There were 32 picks in the first round and he got a seven. So that's a combination of getting exactly the right player on the exact right team at the exact right pick, along with getting the right player to the right team, but maybe on a different pick, or the right player at the right pick, but maybe with a different team because a team traded and got the guy that you thought was going to go to the other guy, but they traded the pick away. Okay, that's extremely, extremely difficult. So with all the resources that these guys got, Peter King got a seven. Daniel Jeremiah, guy that's on NFL Network all the time. Again, just like Peter King, has access to all, everything he could possibly need to try to make uh, an expert guess, because that's what my drafts are, they're guesses, okay? Daniel Jeremiah got a five. Charles Davis, one of your favorite guys, got 4.5, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper, who do this for a living for years, got 4.5, and yours truly, who spent three hours on it the day before the draft, also got a 4.5. You know, all right. <laughs> what? Let me let me let me say this. First off, I think the most valuable thing was what you did in your pre-mock draft assessments. Absolutely. I have come to the this opinion that mock drafts are an enormous waste of time. <laughs> Why would I listen it's to entertainment. anybody who got a 21% win ratio and what they're telling me is going to happen? 
I can look at the talent and say, okay, there's this, this is the talent. Now, what these crazy GMs and all of this stuff does and it mixes it all up, it happens every year. You said it's practically impossible, so we know it's impossible. Correct. But you're going to give me a mock draft and I'm supposed to waste five minutes looking at it? Just yes. Rearrange, you know, this guy from here and this. Nah, believe me. If we do anything on an ongoing basis, I love to have this assessment. Almost like this would be a resource for those knucklehead mock draft to come look at your resource and say, okay, these are the good people. Now I just got to figure out where they go, <laughs> you know? Right. Because, I mean, really, you know, uh, the best guy, the best guy. So, you know, uh, what you did early on, I learned so much more about the players and who they were, you know? And then, you know, you can even, you know, I don't know what my girl did, um, Cynthia. She didn't make the list. I don't know. I don't know what she did. Um, but see, Cynthia, some of these mock drafts automatically excuse themselves from the results by saying, this is not what I expect them to do. This is what I think they should do. Right. So automatically, they can be as wrong as rain and, you know, and they're correct. not really wrong because they didn't say that that was is what was going to happen. That is correct. Uh, I kind of like, at least with her, I feel is somewhat of an objective look at it. But again, like you say, the wild cards that get floated, the the dealings that 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 go on, it's all a lot of fun. I'm just glad that I kind of knew who the guys were because right. of what you had already done to set us up with that information, you right. know? So when the boy that went to the Eagles came out, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I know him, you know? Then I'm like, oh snap, Eagles got a monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? So at least I had some idea who these guys were. And a week or two before you did your assessment, I didn't know who they were. Right. I truly did, really didn't. So I was able to get up to speed. So all that mock draft stuff, you know, uh, it, it makes for great talking points on TV when they got nothing else to talk about. They can mock draft themselves into oblivion. You know, I'm probably watching the financial news networks at that particular time. But I do like the assessment. I, uh, you know, um, I don't know if we want to look at it like a top five or a top eight or top 10 or, you know, uh, if we're going to go through the, 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 the positions and things of that nature the way you did. Uh, but I think we could fill that thing out. And, and like I said, they'd be looking at, at your report to try to figure out who. <laughs> and then they have to go to, you know, whatever to figure out, you know, why this guy would go here as opposed to here. Um, but like I remember mentioning last week um, that I heard rumors that, you know, Buffalo was interested in um, who was the kid that went to, uh, who was the top running back? Uh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall, yeah. Yeah, I had heard that they were interested in Brees Hall. And that that didn't happen at all. <laughs> so, but they did But they did select a pretty good running back in a later round. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, one. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because at our Facebook page, we do have every team's selection. Yes. there so you can go there and get a chance to see exactly what every team got and that's pretty much across all 32 teams i did my best 
to make sure that I did it um, across all 32 teams. The, it was, um, I believe this based on bleacher reports. Uh, so, you know, um, I want to mention here, cause you know, we always, we always try to rep uh, Jackson State whenever we can. Dion, you know, uh, who's you know making a big effort to bring HBCUs into focus. Uh, the first Jackson State player of the Coach Prime era is off the board when the Detroit Lions picked Jackson State's James Houston. You know much about Mr. Houston? Uh, I remember his name. I watched a couple Jackson State games. Uh, it was difficult for me to focus on the HBCU guys and still pull off this other stuff. Um, uh, the report that I did in reference to the best players at each different position um, did not bring the, his, any HBCU guys up. Um, and in my mock draft, it was pretty obvious that, you know, let's face it, the trend toward going toward all the bigger schools for players in the early rounds is going to still continue. But the fact that uh, several HBCU guys did get picked, and I think I sent you something that showed not only uh, the four guys that actually got drafted, which was a big deal, but there's also a whole list of guys that got selected as free agents um, and are going to get and and got camp invites. Okay, Benny. So rather than go through all thirty-two teams, we have them all listed on our Facebook page. But you know, I thought you might want to take a minute to kind of, you know, talk a little bit about your New York Football Jets and what you guys did in the draft. Giants, bro. Giants. Giants. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's New York football Jets. <laughs> Jets is in Jets is right there in New York, but they're in the other conference in a different division, but they're right there in New York, sharing the same uh field with you guys, right? Right. I think that they were credited with having a pretty good draft. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're top three. The, really? Jets, the Jets had an awesome draft. They, they navigated their way through the draft, especially through the first round, magnificently. They did an extremely good job. Um, the Giants kept it pretty basic, but they covered a lot of positions of need. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about some of the players that they picked in the later rounds. Uh, I'll have to go back and check with my brother on that stuff, but I'm extremely happy with the first two picks. Uh, if you remember my mock, I was hoping that with the pick where they got Thibodeau, that they would take an offensive tackle. Uh, I didn't name Evan Neal. But I'm happy with Evan Neal, who they took with their second pick in the first round. And with the first pick in the first round, they took Kayvon Thibodeau, who's supposedly a dynamic edge rusher. I agree with that assessment. Um, I like the kid that went with the first overall pick a little bit better. 
but I don't think Thibodeau is going to be Thibodeau is going to be a problem at all. I expect him to excel. So I'm happy with the New York's Giants draft. Those two guys are starters, which is exactly what you want with your picks in the first round. You want starters. Okay. Other than a quarterback, you pick a guy in the first round, you expect him to be a starter right off the bat with no, you know, no doubt in your mind. And I believe they got two guys that should step right on the field and contribute. So I'm very happy with that. Other than that, they took another D lineman. They took a safety. They took a linebacker, which they definitely need. They grabbed a tight end, which they also need. They grabbed a receiver late, and they grabbed, grabbed a corner late. So, uh, I, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about uh, Cordell Float, but I'm hoping that uh, he will do well uh, if he's able to get himself a starting position or maybe a slot corner position and play on third down, I'll be more than happy with that. Okay, okay. Now, is, is, is this a fifth-year option situation for Daniel Jones? Yes. This is his fifth year. Uh, this is his – yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. They did not pick up his fifth-year option. So this is a make or break season for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is gonna to have to show market improvement in his game this season, or they're gonna start looking for another quarterback, plain and simple. It's kind of not fair, but it's kind of fair. I mean, let's face it, the owner himself said they didn't do him any justice by the things that they put him through. We have a new GM now, uh, a guy that looks like he has a better idea of what their future vision is supposed to be and should do a better job of building around Daniel Jones, which hasn't really been done. Um, I, I, I wish that in the past at least two seasons, they had worked a little bit harder to improve the offensive line faster, which it looks like now they're, they're going to do. But still, he's got to be able to do the things that a good quarterback is going to do, which is avoid sacks, get rid of the ball. If you get sacked, don't get stripped, don't fumble. If you run, get down, don't fumble. His whole thing, the thing that hurt us the most, as far as Daniel Jones was concerned, is turnovers. So if we can, if we can, if he can get away from that and improve on that, then they'll probably hang on to him. Doesn't mean they won't pick a quarterback later because 2003 is supposed to be a, uh, 2023 rather, is supposed to be a pretty big draft for quarterbacks. So we will see. But if Daniel Jones is going to prove that he should be the Giants quarterback for now and the future, he's got to do it now. He's got to do it this season. You don't have any first round picks for 2023, uh, do you? I don't know. No. I don't know. I haven't even looked at it. Okay. Um, I moved. I kind of had moved on from Daniels a while back. So um, this this did though happen to be uh, probably for him that it was somewhat of a considered a weak quarterback class uh, of the uh, the NFL draft um, experts. So uh, quarterbacks fell pretty low. 
It'll be interesting to see some greenbacks come out of this class it would be kind of funny, uh, kind, of, kind of ironic. Uh, this is a list of uh, players that had their fifth year option exercised. So, um, and, you know, I, the first person up that I see is Kyler Murray. <clears throat> Debo, and there's another, uh, oh, there's another receiver. Oh, it's from the Eagles. Rager, I think it is, are into scrubbing their social media <laughs> this is how they communicate whatever this they... is the new this is the new thing Tyler murray did it uh debo did it uh another guy did it like like whose feelings are you hurting what what are you trying to send a signal of some sort who cares <laughs> who cares Get it done on the field or don't get it done on the field. You don't like your situation? Let management know. I, I feel like I need to be traded. Do it the old-fashioned way. Scrubbing your IG means absolutely nothing to anyone. <laughs> um, okay. Probably didn't have any followers any damn way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, what do we got? We got more things. We talked about this in previous times. And this is the other, this is the next step in the story. I'm concerned. Because we're looking at these experts, and these guys know a ton about football. And, you know, like I said, my man Charles Davis is, you know, Ben, when he compliments me on Madden, I feel so good. It's just a great stuff, right? He's like, this guy's a rookie, but he's playing like a, a, a vet. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Anyway, um, but 21% was the best in terms of the mock draft. Now on the other end is the question of how many of these guys are going to be successful in the NFL. And what's the rate of success? Um, this looked at uh, a study of draft picks, 1996 to 2016. Um, and let me see here. I'm not sure if this is all first round, but in most cases, that's what they were looking at. Right? 16.7% did not play for the team that drafted them. So you go, <laughs> they didn't even play for them. 37% um, were considered, considered it useless, right? Didn't make the team. 10.3% considered poor, playing time limited. 10% considered average. This is and for 12. the entire draft, is that correct? Huh? This is for each team's entire draft, is that correct? As I'm seeing it now, when they did this study, okay, uh, I would say, yeah. When they looked at, this looked like a league-wide study. I'm not surprised at that at all. Not surprised at all. And, and the way I'm, let me put it this way. I don't know if I'm not surprised. You say I'm not surprised. I do kind of feel informed that the, sometimes the starkness of the numbers you know, the reality of the numbers is, you know, kind of look at it and go, well, darn, 
I knew it was, you know, you might have thought it was bad, but it was like, really? You know? So close to 17%, that's almost a fifth of all of these guys that are being chosen in the draft aren't even going to play for the team that drafted. Well, they might play for a different team because they just said they're not play for the team that drafted them. So yeah. they might get them, they might these guys in and then wind up trading around and have them move from place to place. I, I've actually uh, talked to our friend Corey Clemens' uh, dad. We were talking one day and I actually was showing him a, a couple of players um, when he talks about Corey and Corey's, you know, has moved between like three teams and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's, you know, it's for, you know, an undrafted free agent, you know, um, to, to, you know, keep a job in the NFL and, and, and keep moving forward. Um, but some of these guys, 10 year careers. And I think our backup quarterback in, in, uh, minute, uh, in Minnesota, the guy behind our, our dear Kirk Cousins, was one of those guys like 10 years man of like hanging on of course again that's quarterback but like 10 years of hanging in the league and really not playing not starting anywhere but having that you know a time in the league so um it, it is interesting but almost 17 you know either didn't play for the team or uh, 37% considered useless. Either they didn't play much or they didn't make the team. And that's probably even a crazier number. That number sounds normal to you too? Yep. Really? What it's the problem six, is, man, what the problem is? Well, first of all, how many rounds are there in the draft? Seven. Okay. Six, seven. Okay. And there's a good number of teams that have multiple picks in those seven rounds. So they might have two first rounders, two third rounders, three six rounders. There's some teams that, that have that situation, okay? So it's not like every team picks seven players. Some teams only pick four or five players. Some teams pick nine or 10 players, depending on the number of picks they have. So once you start getting into those deeper rounds, it's a crapshoot. The whole thing's a crapshoot for real, for real. <laughs> Those later rounds, it's a crapshoot. The whole thing's a crapshoot. It's all a well, crapshoot. The, the whole thing's a crapshoot as far as what I think a team needs and what the team thinks they need. That's what makes this whole mock draft thing seem kind of hokey because not knowing what each individual team's draft board actually looks like and how they value each different player when they start when you know when they, they say okay the eagles are on the clock and then they say oh there's been a trade the eagles have traded their pick to so-and-so and moved down to so-and-so that's because either somebody they thought they wanted already got picked or somebody they were able to get earlier allows them to now wait on that position a little bit longer so they'll trade that pick, get two later picks for next year's draft, and still get another guy that they want. There's so much maneuvering going on. The people doing the mock drafts have no clue, zero clue, of what that's, what's going to happen there. So you can only decide when you're doing your mock draft that when this pick comes up and this team has that pick, that this is who I think they're going to take but you have no clue. 
And that brings this to mind. You have mentioned Peter Schrager talking about doing his mock draft according not only to whatever knowledge he's gathered, but whispers that he's heard from certain sources that he has on particular teams. Okay. Ghost connections. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went through his first round and it's freaking horrible. I would bet money that I beat him hands down. His picks are terrible. No, I, I can't see. The only teams I see off the top of my head, the only picks he got right, listen to this. He said Kenny Pickett was going to go with to the th on the 32nd pick to the Detroit Lions. He so so some source told him that the Lions were going to trade back and get the 32nd pick, which was not their pick, and take Kenny Pickett. I said the Pittsburgh Steelers would take Kenny Pickett at pick number 20, I think. And that's exactly what they did. No trades, no nothing. They picked number 20, and at number 20, they took Kenny Pickett. So I bust his bond right there. Mr. Previous Schrager, I got sources, okay? Ben doesn't have any sources. Ben only has this, this, and this. That's all I got, okay? His picks are terrible. He has the Steelers taking Malik Willis. He has Jahan Dotson going to the to the or to the uh saints wrong big wrong big wrong now he did get jordan davis to the eagles i'll give him credit for that the rest of these are terrible he's got thibodeau going to the falcons stingley going to the giants no evan neal to the Pat panthers at six evan neal went to the giants at seven stingley went to the jets at three i'm, I'm sorry that's wrong Sting, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Sauce went to the Jets. So really, the only two picks he got right is the two picks that basically everybody got right, which is number one, Jacksonville, Trayvon Walker, and number two, Detroit Lions, Aiden Hutchinson. Other than that, bro, he's way off. Way off. Well, uh, okay. yeah. right. and, and again, you know, you just they just move on to the next conversation and leave all behind, you know. Um, and it's interesting that we're we're kind of picking up on this and maybe even tracking it a little bit. Um, because again, after the fact, with the picks, okay, they they got they guessed wrong on who was gonna pick what, but then who was actually picked, as I'm looking here, and this is a bleacher report article. Bus rates among first round picks, 25 year sample. Ben, 46.9% for running backs, 40% for quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. That is doing a better job with linemen, uh, wide receivers. Quarterbacks, okay, there's your lineman, 19, tackle, your offensive tackle doing pretty good. Safeties, they're doing – centers, they're doing real good. Yeah. But these two up top, quarterback and running back, 
man, what is going on with that? And you always say mine uh, did good. Did you know anything about the running back that we picked up? Uh, I, I can't recall what his name is. If you say his name, I'll probably. Yeah, I forget his name, but I think he's pretty fast. I think uh, he's coming with some good cred. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what, what good. I, I have faith in Shanahan. He hasn't let me down yet as far as picking running backs, so I'm going to assume that the guy's going to be decent. You know what I'm uh, saying? They're in good shape with running backs right now, so we may or may not ever see him. Absolutely, uh -huh. absolutely. All right. Well, Benny, not much left. Um, I did want to mention, again, we are on, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Hey, Benny. Don't do it. RG2.5. Don't RG2. do it. Bro, number one, <laughs> this is like a publicity stunt. For this guy to say that he wants to come back and play, I think is ludicrous. So he ran a 4-4-8. When's the last time he played? He got his knee repaired. Okay. He couldn't get back into the NFL because of his previous tape that he showed. Nobody was clamoring for him. So he's like, how do I get my name back out there? Oh, well, I'm in the media now, so I got to do Run Rich Run. That makes sense. What? I did what? A 448? Oh, I should be able to play. Now teams are supposedly calling him. If he gets a job before Colin Kaepernick gets a job, it's a travesty. It's a travesty, I tell you. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. He mentioned Tom Brady, right? Playing until 40, so. 33 or something like that. And so he's like, levity, man, this is, you know, in today's today's football world, they hardly can touch the quarterback. He might actually have a little something, something, you know? Um, interesting. It's it, it just interesting. The other part was he actually named like three teams that he would be interested in going to. <laughs> I think it was the Cowboys and the Eagles, I do believe, were two of the Tefigan with the third team was. <laughs> why, why would he want to go to the Cowboys? And back up Dak Prescott. You serious? Ben. ben. If he says, I want to play, he didn't say, I think I can make a team. He said, I want to play. So if you want to play, that means if you put yourself out there and a team brings you in and gives you a physical and gives you a tryout and you make the team that you want to compete to start. Why would you not want to compete to start? Does he well, really, really think that he can win a job in the NFL? How old is this guy? He's got to be pushing 30. Like 33 or something, I think. Oh, come on. Ben, Ben. Look, I he had a knee injury. You're taking, you're taking his words literally. I'm not I'm even supposed to take it. it. I, I'm saying, I'm thinking to myself, I hear what you're saying, but what you what what I believe you really are, are thinking is, man, 
the best job in the NFL. That's not what I'm thinking. That's what you're thinking. Quarterback. No, I'm not thinking. And the greatest place to be would be with the Cowboys because Dak is never coming off the field. I'm not thinking that. I'm not thinking that. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. I just think he's doing it to see if he can do it. That's all. All right, all right. Let's see whose ridiculous thought will actually play out in the future, mine's or yours. It's a, you're saying it's just a stunt, a publicity stunt, eh? Hey, publicity stunts can turn into reality sometimes. You never know. Somebody may actually say, come on in. Let's give him a tryout. Well, he said he got some interest. That's what he said. That's what he said. Oh, you believed everything else? Well, you want to believe that part of it? What do you mean I believed everything else? What is that? What did he I believe? Said he wanted to say, he said he wanted to play. So that means he ought to do this. And that means he ought to do that. So you believe? Well, Who says they want to play in the NFL? Huh? But, they know, but they really just want to see if they can get a job. Who says that? Yeah, who says that? Well, nobody's going to say it out loud. Okay. <laughs> These guys say all the right things all the time. He's very good. I have to admit, because um, I hear a lot of even the college level guys where they give you football speaking, they really don't tell you anything. You know what I mean? And uh, they're, they're really coached well, To I must admit. Um but again, you know, I'm just trying to get an idea of what your understanding of what RG 2.5 actually said, you know. Stop with the, he, this is a joke. This is a joke, okay? Ah! Tom Brady went down with a serious knee injury, sat out for an entire year, got himself together, came back, took over his spot, and won multiple Super Bowls. Bobby Griffin went down with a knee injury and was never heard from again. He's backing up. You don't expect it on the field, did you? Why not? He's Tom backing Brady up Lamar. Lamar Tom Brady did it. Tom Brady did it. Carson <laughs> Palmer did it. Bledsoe <laughs> did it. It's a whole did ton what? of guys that did it. Did what? Had serious injuries and came back. Well, he they were winners. Back, he came back on the Ravens. He wasn't getting any play what behind me. He came back as a backup. Behind Lamar. Right. And when he got his opportunity to play, which he did, which happens when you get a backup quarterback job, sometimes they turn around and look and say, get in there. What'd he do, Benny? What'd he do? He crapped his pants. That's what he did. That's why I said this is a joke. Because he knows if, in fact, somebody takes him up on this, somebody thinks he's serious because he's saying all the right things, and somebody thinks he's serious and gives him a chance, and athletically, he proves that he can actually make a team and they give him a hat and a clipboard and an earpiece. And then the starter goes down and they turn around and go, dude, warm up. Then we'll see what happens. Then they'll know if they made the right decision or not. 
<laughs> I wouldn't waste my time. Ah. I'd be on the phone with Colin Kaepernick right now. And these sources who say he's got an interest, I saw an interview with the owner of the Vegas Raiders, and he said, if my coaches and my GM come to me and say, Mr. Davis, we want to bring Colin Kaepernick in, he said he would welcome him with open arms. That is real. That's real, not sources. That's real. He said that out of his own mouth. Now, whether he means it or not, hey, who knows? But he said it. That's real. That's not sources say. That's the owner of an NFL franchise said. I believe Colin Kaepernick deserves another chance to make an NFL team. And if my coach and my GM say, we want to bring Colin Kaepernick in, I will tell them, yes, bring him in. Give him a chance. If he makes it, he well, makes it. Quite if he doesn't, I'll be quite honest. honest with you. I'll be quite honest with you. Um, you're right. He did say it, and I heard him say it. And then I thought, so, well, there was no invite to the Raiders. So it's. No, he did not say. I want Colin Kaepernick. He said, if my coaches and my GM come to me and say, we want to bring Colin Kaepernick in, he would not be opposed to it. But he's yeah. leaving the football stuff to the football people, which is what owners are supposed to do. Well, bottom line is, it sounds good from him, but it ain't happening with his team. Well, it hasn't happened. It's easy to say. And then put it on your GM and your coach. Okay, but I'm just you know? stating. And, and Colin didn't say he'd come in as a backup. So you couldn't bring him in as a backup? Well, yes, he could bring him in as a backup. Absolutely. It ain't happened. Bro, it he's, happen. not, he's not going to come in and beat out <laughs> Carr. Nobody said he was going to beat out Carr. That's what we said, backup. Backup. I just said yes. Are you listening to me? I said yes. Yes to what? They would be willing the owner said he would be willing to bring Colin Kaepernick in yeah. and allow him to compete right. to make the team to right. be a backup. Okay. But it hasn't happened. Oh, why are we even taking it that far? I am simply saying that a real NFL owner made a statement about one quarterback and another guy ran a 4-4-8 and threw his name out there and said, sources are contacting him. There's a difference. That's all. That's all I'm saying. There's a difference. So you're not you're not really believing Bobby then, Bobby Griffin. Bobby's full of you know what? G 2.5. Come on. Four, four, Come on. Four, four, eight. Make him a receiver then, 448. Hey, you never know. What do you mean you never know? He didn't say, I want to play again. I'll even go to receiver. Hey. He didn't say that. I heard. Let me, let me say this real quick. Um, they were talking about the Saints. And you mentioned that Taysom Hill, and we had talked about this, going to be a tight end. He's going to Primarily. Receive. Primarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of wild card could he be for Jameis? As a tight end, or even almost as a, he might know he might be like a Debo because you know he can do all of that type of stuff, but he's not going to be quarterbacking. So you know, do you think he can really? He be, huh? He might. 
Taysom Hill is still Taysom Hill. I don't care I who the quarterback he, I think is. He could be good. That's what I'm thinking. He could be Taysom good. Taysom Hill is still Taysom Hill. They will use Taysom Hill in all the ways that they did previously. Whether Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, or you are the quarterback, it doesn't matter. You have a player on your team that can do multiple things. So you have to have packages for him to do some of those multiple things in your offense. But not That's including a, playing quarterback, though. Not full time. I don't even think they're going to have, they're going to be doing that option stuff like that. From what they were saying, I, do. I don't, I don't, I, I do. think it's be much more. Now, the, the, when I say option, I'm talking about where he's handling the ball quarterback style. Yes. Now, they're he might still be coming on option sweeps and all of that kind they're of They're going to still do that. If they did it when they had freaking Hall of Famer Drew Brees, a quarterback, why would they not do it? With Jason Hill, Jason, uh, James Winston. James Winston. Why right? would they not do it with Jamie Winston if they did it when they had Drew Brees? Well, Drew Brees had certain limitations. Oh my God, you're no. killing me right now. So that that could you're be, killing me right now. You have a guy with short, a skill set short, that hardly anybody you're else making has. Me, you're making but me. You're not going to use it. You're making me try figure out what I'm just going by what they said no no that you were, said I they, don't think that they're going to do certain things with him because things they said that he is already done he's not in our plans to be in, in as a quarterback they kind of stated that you did did you not hear that from the Saints yes I did okay so then I'm saying okay the quarterback stuff then I'm thinking is going to be very limited if any at all so as a tight end, he can still do a lot of different stuff. And that's when I was wondering, well, you know, how they would, because you got him and you got the running, well, what's the name on the running back on the other side? Oh. Lots of speed. Lots when of they put running. somebody in as a wildcat quarterback, they handle the ball. Oh, you think so they'll say that you don't? Yes. Okay. You're I acting like he's never going to touch the ball from, from the center again. That's not true. They're going to absolute is the, okay. Do the Tennessee Titans have Derrick Henry in their plans to use as a quarterback? I'm not going to get into that. These hypotheticals. No, they don't. No, they don't. Well, the, you I'm just not, made a hypothetical. Aren't going to use him as a quarterback? So I'm saying, okay, how limited are you? You know, how much are you really going to limit him, or how much are you really going to use him at tight end? That's my not going to limit him at all. Okay. Everything that he did before, he will continue to do, except be the starting quarterback. Everything else he did before, he will continue to do, except be the starting quarterback. Well, we can end it on this. If you can say, I guarantee it. I guarantee. <laughs> too funny, too funny. All right, I'm done. You got anything else? Sixers are down 10, second quarter, about five minutes left. But they're balling. They're holding their own. 
We'll see what happens. Go Sixers. Go Knowles. Awesome. Awesome. Talk to you. All right.